Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. The biggest growth industry during this very troubling COVID pandemic has been vegetable gardening. And there is absolutely no wonder because it is easy, it is cheap, it is a healthy thing to do, it is environmentally friendly, and it is fun for all ages. There's nothing better than the thrill of picking and eating a fresh vegetable that you have grown yourself. It just cannot be beaten. Can't be. And it's very simple. You can either do it from seed or you can do it from seedlings. That's right. It is so simple. And the most incredible thing about growing your own vegetables is that you are removing yourself from the vegetables that you're buying from the supermarket or your local greengrocer. Tests have been done on those vegetables that are all grown by market gardeners and the nutritional value of those fruits and those vegetables is 20% of the nutritional value of the food that your grandparents ate and consumed. Yeah, so why would you do anything else? Exactly. <laughs> why would you? <laughs> Come on, everybody. If, you're not, if you don't have your own vegetable garden, get out and get started. How do we start? Where do we start, Keith? Well, we've got to find the best possible aspect for the garden. Yes. Not next to a tin shed no. in the backyard. Not shade gardening, Not that's, sh- for, no. that's for sure. What is the best environment? How many hours of sun does a vegetable garden need? The optimum is sun from morning until night. There's not very many places that you can have that in a garden because of shadowing from houses and so forth. But you you really need a minimum of four to five hours of, of sunlight on a vegetable garden Yeah. in order to get the best out of it. Yeah, okay. But the way to get the best out of, of, out of your vegetable garden is not just go out, pick a spot, dig up the lawn and then plant into it. The best thing you can do is prepare your soil. Soil. So it's sort of like building a house. Mm. You've got to put the foundations down correctly and in the best manner that you possibly can because that's the building block of what you're going to be putting on the rest of the house on. So just remember this, start from the ground up. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And but you can so you can start with obviously existing garden bed, but just completely change your soil. Or you can have a raised garden bed where you just that's basically bringing in the soil so you know that you're on a good thing if you yeah, do that. absolutely. Got to get the recipe right though, Keith. The recipe's got to be right for the soil and, and unfortunately uh, we've been let down on a number of occasions by uh, the nursery industry who have been supplying um, soils that are in- inadequate for what we want to do in and uh, right. and I've had both of those rear its ugly head in my own, own raised beds. I've brought in organic soils from garden supplies put it in and then wondered why the plants weren't growing. And the reason they weren't growing was because the pH was too damn high. That's terrible. So how do we how do we avoid that? How do we check on that? What do we do? Well, the best thing you can do is, is go and buy yourself a pH test kit from your local nursery, even the big warehouse, green warehouse if you have to. Take that with you. Go and speak to some, some nursery supplies. Take it in there, say, where is your best... Uh, soil mix for growing vegetables in and then go and take a sample and do a do a test right there and then to well, get check them to the open pH. up the bag and do it 
No, even it, it, they'll have it bulk because oh, you're going to be wanted to buy it in bulk, so yeah, you, can, yeah. you can get it in that way. Yeah, okay. But take take it and test it. Okay. Uh, and then if it's if it's way over your your uh, your pH of of um, seven, don't get don't it. Get it. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Okay. Well, that's Keep rotten. trying. Why are, do you think the nurseries are doing this? Why isn't that important? Isn't it in their best interest to have the right soil? It is, but a lot of them think that the soil will settle down after a period of time. But that's not necessarily so because we don't know what they've put in there in the way of materials that um, are going to allow us to grow in the best possible means. But anyway, let's That's just, a long story. That is a okay. long story. But All let's right. just say <laughs> that we're in full control here. Yes. We've gone and we've got raised beds. We're going to put the best possible organic matter into that raised bed. With, with the soil mis- mixture, but then we're going to keep on adding to it all the time. We're going to be putting more and more organic matter back into that soil. Every time we grow a crop, depending on what we're going to be putting in next, we either add mm. or subtract. Or subtract. Just change. Change just the change. recipe each time. Exactly. Make sure, just check if you have to change the recipe each time. Going back to position, so we've, we've found, a, you know, at least four, five, six, eight hours of sun. Wind protection is something we need to be aware of as well because we want our, our, we don't want our crops getting being blown, blown about. Mm-hmm. Space is important too. Yes. How much space do we need? I suppose that's dependent on uh, what space we've got. Exactly. Pos- right. Shape. But there was a lot of research done into area to provide food for people. That um, was worked out that for, for every one person in a, in a household, you need 10 square metres to provide enough food for that one person for a whole year. Okay. So 10 square metres. Yeah, and if you want to equate that, if you've got a great big four-wheel drive vehicle and you park it, if you just scratch that around the outside of your vehicle, that's 10 square metres oh, underneath that's good it. that's to know. Okay, thanks. So that's, a, that's like an analogy, that. like that analogy, a simple analogy yeah. to work that out. Okay. So if you've got a, a family of three, you need 30 square metres yeah. if you want to grow food for those for that family. So for, we need three four-wheel drives. Exactly, <laughs> or areas where you can park three four-wheel drives. <laughs> yeah, we don't need the car. Actually, yeah. need the cars. Uh, so we've got the space, we've got the sun sorted with the wind, we've got the soil correct. Yes. Hopefully we've got the soil correct. Well, now we have to work out what we're going to plant. Yes. Where, how do, where do we start? Well, I mean, what do, I suppose we ask the kids and our, and our partners what they like to eat. Yes. <laughs> and everyone, everyone, likes, everyone likes fresh vegetables. They really do. I mean, yeah. there's not many people that don't. A lot of people don't like vegetables because all they're buying is the rubbish you're getting from the supermarkets, yeah, which has got no flavour. It's mm. Who knows how long it's been in in, in a in a shop? In the, I mean, the Choice magazine did a did a test on an apple once and found it was over twelve months old. <laughs> you know, so they'll store. Oh, that's terrible! That's sad. No I'm laughing, but I'm not actually <laughs> happy about so it. So that's terrible. We need we need to we need to um, determine what we're going to grow when. Yes, exactly. We've already got the where. We've got our vegetable patch all set up, so we need to know what we're going to go grow when. We're coming now into the cooler months and this is the time when we should be growing lots of things from a family called the brassica family. So the brassica family has cauliflower, broccoli, cabbage, what else? Spinach? <laughs> I'm letting you tell me. I'm listening to you, Keith. Yeah, so the, so I would be looking at my vegetable guide actually because I created, just to pop this in, my sister-in-law and I created a what to plant when veggie guide with herbs and veggies for temperate Victoria. So if anyone would like to check that out, please do go onto the Garden Girl website and you'll find it. Anyway, back to you, Keith. So is that in, is that in a paper form? Or, 
It's in a paper form. And it's a poster or a tea towel. Tea towel. Fantastic. And it's beautiful. So <laughs> Moving you, on. So that tells you what you can grow when what down here in Victoria. What time of the year, exactly. Brilliant. That's yes, a exactly. brilliant thing to have. Because Absolutely. We, because and how do we know really what to plant when we do need to be, I think I would need to be guided by yeah. that. But now we're coming into winter. We're in autumn actually. So coming to winter. Yeah. So we need to be sowing the seeds of our broccolis, our, our, our cabbages, cabbages and, and collies and exactly. all those sorts of things that, that are going to be our winter crop. A lot of people grow them too early and they put them in their garden mm-hmm. and they wonder why they walk out there one day and, and nearly all of it's gone. Mm. And that's because of that stinking what rotten white butterfly. It looks like a gorgeous little white butterfly which flies around our gardens but it's actually not as gorgeous as it looks. No. <laughs> it's naughty. It's a horrible <laughs> damn thing. And it lays its eggs on, on the underneath part of your, of your, right. your brassicas. And, you get these and they turn, turn into caterpillars that bury their heads into the, into the leaf. Take all the goodness and when they get big enough, they start to devour the whole damn thing. They sure do and they've been doing that with my nasturtiums and I haven't had any luck with them because of those horrible things. But anyway, that's we can, okay. We can get rid of those with um, with some, some sprays, sprays, some natural, natural sprays. Natural organic sprays. Exactly. Marigolds. There are there are diff- there are ways to deter pests. I mean, if we're going to move on to pests, there are ways to do yep. that. Companion so, planting. Companion planting. Yes. yes, is very very important. Marigolds are a great a great plant for both the soil and the, and above the soil. Mm. Um, they emit little little toxins that other nasty little bugs don't like. And also another way of another thing about companion planting is about planting pl- the correct plants together as well, which they they can benefit each other. Exactly. Yep. Vegetables and, vegetables and herbs that you yep. can plant that that will protect other other vegetables and herbs. And one of the uh, one of the great ways of, of of confusing that horrible white butterfly and lots of other other um, nasty insects is to mix up your beds a little bit. So rather than having just one whole bed with just all brassicas in there, mix it up with 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 some lettuce in there and some beetroots and a few other things like that. That that then means that it's not just a monoculture that just that the, the the white butterfly just or the pest just hone no, into and go, go and destroy. The mm. They've got these other smells coming out. That's not what I like, you know. And, and that's how they they they, they get a bit confused, they get and, fly confused away. and fly off somewhere else. Hopefully, hopefully. But you know, good prepared soil, um, lots and lots of, of organic matter and lots of mineral matter is a great way of building up the sugar content of your plants. So say at the moment my tomatoes are nearly finished. Yes. So they're going to be removed very yes. soon. Yes. And then to work, I'm, I need to fix my soil yep. up by more compost, adding compost. Yes. Rock dust. Rock dust, absolutely. Go through the list, Keith. Biochar. Biochar, yep. Myco gold. Myco gold. And then we want to get into some good organic fertilisers and there's a huge range from um, Neutrog. Mm-hmm. That have some fabulous sea mungus. They've got uh, gigantic. Yep, they do. And what which else I need they to got? feed my citrus yep. with today. Um, yes, they've got um, sudden impact for roses, which I love using in my my vegetable plots. So we're we throwing all of that in. We can throw all of that in. How much do we throw in, Keith? As much as you want. You're never going <laughs> to overdo it. We just get it all and throw it all in. Well, you can, but that's a bit silly. I know. So that's why. That's why I'm asking you. What's be- we need a recipe? We need to. Do- that's what I often find confusing. How much of what? Yeah. Read from the bag. Okay. It'll tell you. Okay. Fine. How many? How many? You know, grams per square meter you need <laughs> to be putting in. Okay. That's a great way of doing it. But I like to always supplement my foods with with a liquid um, liquid feed as well. Okay. So Give them lots of regular liquid foods. That's when we've got the plants in. Yeah, okay, yeah, so that's exactly. Not why we're changing the whole but 
I want to go back just one step okay. to you saying you've just pulled your tomatoes out. Yes. There's a, a wonderful book uh, written that says tomatoes love carrots. Good. Yes. All right? <laughs> That's not companion planting. What yeah. that is is that when you pull a, 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 a tomato crop out, one of the best things you can replant in that and to get the best growth out of is actually carrots uh-huh. because carrots are a root crop. They're searching down through yes. the soil profile for the nitrogen that's being washed all the way down so they have long roots going yeah. down chasing the nitrogen. Yeah. But if, if there's too much goodness in the soil, they will fork. They'll have oh. all these... Funny little roots coming off all the all the way up up the whole oh, of the. Oh, that's, that's happened to mine. Yeah. Okay. So, so you don't feed certain plants such as such as your your carrots because they will just run to forking and all that sort of okay, stuff. Okay. So I will. Know, so now because I have got some carrot seeds. Yep. Um, I should now pull my tomatoes out and not do anything to no. the soil. Put the carrots straight in. Absolutely. But I should do. But then. I don't want carrots all over my garden. No, yet. so just do one particular one, section. Yes, so one particular a, section is left. And then put a left. separation. So you might you might put your, your carrots in one section and then you might separate them with a row of beetroot. And then behind the beetroot you might put in some broccolis or some mm. collie and that's where they're heavy feeders. Okay. So they like to have a good, rich, rich soil. After your carrots have finished, yes. you might want to put a legume in. Okay. So something like yes. peas yes. and beans. beans. Okay, but so just confirming for the listeners and for me in particular, don't do anything to the soil where I'm putting the carrots where That's the tomatoes right. have been, but but the rest of the, the garden bed I should you need to feed up. do that recipe that we were discussing. Give yep. it that recipe. Okay, fantastic. Lots and lots Great of food information, and Keith. I would never have known that because my carrots have been forking. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm quite new at this. I'm, I am quite new at the vegetable garden area where it is Keith's passion, absolute passion. So I, this is fantastic for me and for you, I hope, as well, listeners. Where are we? Where uh, are we? The maintenance. So the, the, the general ongoing maintenance of our vegetable garden fertilizing mm-hmm. and you mentioned liquid fertilizer. liquid fertilizers yeah and I like to use only organic liquid oh fertilizers gosh, we wouldn't why would we use anything else um, well why would you but that gets back to the little the little thing about mentioning at the beginning that the food that we buy from the supermarket has only got 20 percent of the nutritional value of what we yeah, used yeah. Our, parent, our grandparents ate and that is because they're grown by market gardeners. Yeah. And the market gardeners are using a particular fertiliser, which is a, a chemical fertiliser, mm. and there's one variety they use that contains chemical nitrogen, chemical phosphorus, and chemical potash mm. that becomes a soluble fertiliser. And that is all derived from oil. Right. That's where it comes from. That's, And, in fact, one of those components, which is the nitrogen component, which is... Um, uh, ammonium nitrate, that was the, the, the explosive component that was used during the Bali bombings that killed 88 oh Australian God. people was ammonium nitrate that they used a detonator and a delivery mechanism, wrapped it up with bits of metal and that's what killed 88 Australians, oh. ammonium nitrate. Oh it is goodness. hideous stuff. Yeah. It is full of, full of lead, and the market Mercury. gardeners are still using it. And the market gardeners are still using it. But you know what? Every one of those bags that those market gardeners buy, there's a disclaimer on that bag that says, should you find the, the levels of heavy metal contamination in this bag disquieting, 
send it back for a full refund. Oh. We don't see that. Oh. These are just chemical soluble fertilizers. Now, ninety over ninety percent of those fertilizers are ending up in the waterways, causing algal blooms, or ending up in the bays, destroying the life where the you know where the the, the storm waters run out to. I don't like so that's eggs. why growing your own is the most important thing that you can do for you and your family. Can I just ask why the market gardeners using this? Is it because it just, it just it makes the fruit the vegetables look good? Yes, it does, but then they're, sp- they're spraying enormous quantities of pesticides on them as well. And a lot of the pesticides they're spraying on those are systemic pesticides. That, is, that means that they're absorbed by the, by the plant so that whatever sucks it or whatever eats it dies. Hang on a minute. Who eats it? Mm-hmm, we do. Mm-hmm. So all those heavy metals are accumulating in our bodies as well. Our planet is in, is, is in crisis. <laughs> what is going on? Why, why is this not being stopped? Well, because is a- there is a huge industry out there that supports taxes and all the rest of it, and that is these chemical companies that make these fertilisers that sells it to the market gardens because it's a cheap way of growing your vegetables. Might have remembered in one of our podcasts I spoke about a plant and a plant has two root systems. It has yes. a drinking root system yes. where it should be drinking water. Mm-hmm. It has a feeding root system that should be taking up food mm. that is is naturally created in by compost and earthworms and microbes and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But when you apply a soluble fertiliser into the soil, the plant picks it up by its drinking system. Yes. So course. all those chemicals are absorbed by the absorbed plant by the roots, yeah. and then they are infused into what are called the vacuoles of the plant and that is what we are eating. We are eating chemicals. We're eating lead, mercury, mm-hmm. cadmium, mm. all carcinogens. I cannot go to the, the, the fruit shop ever again now, Keith. So I, I hope to God I've frightened the hell out of our listeners <laughs> oh. to grow your own bloody vegetables. Obviously what's left but to grow your own, everybody, please do. Oh, my The God. more more people that, that get into growing your own or demanding Certified organic vegetables, which obviously you can get at the, fruit, the get, supermarket yeah, as well. Absolutely, you just have to spend a five cents, five cents more. That's all. But that's really and some of them well, might not, really worth they it. They might look a little bit wrinkled and so forth, but who They'll cares? Taste the flavour's there. Tell, taste right, exactly. Eat with your eyes closed. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, it's, um, I, there, oh, I, I don't know where to go now, Keith. On that, that's quite. It is. It dramatic is a, and painful. It is dramatic and painful. But it just, it just, it just qualifies that. Yeah, we need to grow our own, and let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. We so can, please do. Yeah, and we can handle everything else in a natural manner. All right. So we're going to have we're going to have this stinking rotten cabbage butterfly coming and laying his eggs, but we can spray those 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 caterpillars with a natural, natural. spray. Um, and one of the best is a is a product called Dipel, which is actually a, a bacteria that works on the in the, the sprayed on the leaf. The caterpillar eats the leaf, and the bacteria get into the gut of the of the caterpillar and just kill it. Great. Naturally, there's no nothing's left in the soil afterwards. Right. There's no heavy pesticides or anything else that, that are going to cause us any health problems mm-hmm. because we're using all natural things. Yeah, yeah which is the you only know, way to go, the absolutely. only way to go. Oh, it's, it's just it's, just, it's distressing. So let's start growing our own vegetables, please. And then the other thing that you, that you really need to, to keep an understanding and, and to really give high consideration to with vegetables in particular, and that is watering. Vegetables have to have four mil of water per day, every day, in and out, that's it. Not, oh, gee, it rained. <laughs> we don't know how much rain it might have got, so yeah. put 
at least regular formula, watering. regular watering and stick your finger down in deep in the soil because their roots are going to be way down and just see if there's moisture down there and keep on just giving a, a, a bit of a, a touch up every now and again with the hose. We've talked about that and about putting your finger into the soil. Put your finger into the plants, indoor, outdoor, anywhere. That's the, That really is the best way to find whether the plants are uh, have been watered or exactly. not. I think that's fantastic, Keith. Thank you very much for that. I hope you've appreciated that, listeners. We've enjoyed the conversation. We hope you have too, and we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Happy vegetable garden. Yes, happy, happy planting of anything. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.